This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the internet. Here again is John McElroy. We're back here live from the Detroit Auto Show. Joining me right now, Larry Dominique from uh, Nissan. And bring me up to speed, your title again exactly. Uh, actually, now, John, it's Vice President of Product Planning and Advanced Strategy for all the Americas, not just North America. Wow, wow, well congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. So, what's, what's your take on the show? You, you've been out looking at competitors' products here? Little, Anything catch your eye? You know, a little bit of time. It's, it's nice to see a little more energy, I think, this year than we had last year. You bet. Um, some of the new products. Obviously, you're in the Toyota booth. I'm looking at the new minivan. <laughs> uh, you know, we're not too far away from our next quest, so it's always good to uh, see what's going on. But it's nice to see some new product, um, and as always, the old faces. Yeah, absolutely. It's always good to meet up with everybody that we know here in the industry. Nissan's not here this year as an exhibitor, but you do have the Leaf electric car over in uh, what they're calling Electric Avenue. Right. Have you been involved in that, and, and what, yeah. what plans do we see for that in the American market? I mean, uh, Nissan's even talking about building it here in the yeah. U.S.? Actually, uh, the, the Leaf itself, um, we launched in December of 2010, so we're going to launch it for both fleet and retail. 2009. Uh, 2010. Oh, no, you, you launch it in 2010. Correct. Okay. So we're going to actually... Uh, it'll be on sale. It'll be on at sale the end of, the end of this, this year. year. Correct. And for us, it's you know obviously our first battery electric vehicle, 100-mile range, five-passenger capacity, so a real car uh, as a real great substitution for another car in your portfolio. Uh, from a manufacturing standpoint, um, what we're trying to do globally is, is build where we sell cars. And we have a, a strong belief that we're going to sell a lot of Leafs over time. So we worked with the Department of Energy and got one of the low interest rate loans as part of the $25 billion stimulus for the automotive. So we got about a $1.6 billion loan with the federal government, and we're going to be expanding Smyrna starting in the spring. That's amazing. And you, so when you go on sale with these cars at the end of the year, is that just going to be for certain select customers, fleets, and the like, or is it going to be open to anybody who wants to buy? This will be open to anybody. Uh, we've already got. But in select markets, or would that be nationwide? Um, we're going to have kind of some rollout markets, which should be more in the smile states, the warmer climate areas. But we're going to be able to offer, hopefully, very quickly nationwide. Uh, we're working with infrastructure management and things like that to make sure that can happen. And also to make sure that consumers understand the limitations in cold weather and stuff of what the battery electric offers you. To me, Nissan's taking an enormous risk. Not, not in doing an electric car, everybody's got to be doing that, but you guys are moving more aggressively than any other automaker that I'm aware of. Any mainstream automaker, not, not some of the new startups like a Tesla or a, right. a Fisker or anybody like that. What makes Nissan so bullish on making such a big commitment to producing EVs? It, it's a good question, John. It's a question we get asked a lot. <laughs> and, and certainly Mr. Gohn is the EV evangelist of the automotive market today. Um, one of the things, several years ago we introduced what's called Nissan Green Program 2010. And Nissan made a commitment about four years ago to really pushing towards sustainable and recoverable energy. So relative to CO2 performance, our recyclability in our plants and in our cars, it's kind of a corporate mandate to move in that direction. So LEAF is our ability to really push towards kind of a sustainable automotive industry. Uh, reduces oil dependency, improves the environmental impacts. And we really believe that consumers' minds have moved in a direction now that are much more open to that technology than in the past. So we do believe that if we want to have a successful industry 50 years from now, we've got to start making inroads. And, and we've only limited ourselves to say by 2020, maybe 10% of the marketplace will be EV. 10% is huge. It is That's huge. huge. I mean, be... the reason I say that is here we are a decade after the first hybrids came out. 
There's seven brands selling 30 different hybrids. It's not even 3% of the market. Mm -hmm. So when you say 10% is going to be right. EVs in a decade, I, I, I'm, I don't myself see how it can reach that if hybrids haven't and EVs are going to be more expensive than hybrids. There's going to be some consumer behavior and how they use their cars that's going to have to change, and there's going to have to be some infrastructure too. But that's, but that's the the kicker in our mind. We believe the cost of ownership of an electric vehicle going forward is going to be less expensive than a hybrid electric. So when you can start to educate the consumers and the public, explaining that yes, there's maybe a slightly higher upfront cost, but as you own that vehicle over time, your operating costs become much smaller than a natural internal combustion engine or a hybrid. So over time, you start to educate people. It's clean, it's zero emissions, no tailpipe, and over time, it's more cost effective. Mm -hmm. We can start to build that awareness and equation. We think a lot more people will accept it. Mm -hmm. Nissan's been talking a lot with, uh, what's it called, Better Life? The, the, the place better Place. That, better Place, that, talking about uh, uh, switching the batteries. Mm -hmm. is, is that how you're going to proceed on this, where you, know, you might pull into uh, some sort of station or maybe a dealership and just switch the batteries out quickly? Well, Shayagasi and Better Place, um, they're a strategic partner to us globally. But right now, in places like Israel and Denmark, we're going to be rolling out, which have kind of relatively small geographies, concentrated infrastructure. The battery swapping makes a lot of sense. At least initially in the United States, the LEAF will not have that capability. Um, we're just too spread out. The infrastructure would be very challenging. But would it be open to it in the future? Certainly, if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the ways that anybody makes a, a model line work is extending the model line. Mm -hmm. you, you guys must be looking at something besides just a, a four-door car that's a battery electric. Correct. We've already basically made the announcement we're going to come up with at least two more electric vehicles in the next, several, next few years. One is an Infiniti, an all-electric vehicle. The other one is a light commercial vehicle, a small van. So we've already made those announcements, and and we know that if we want to have a sustainable future with EV, uh, you know we have 60 vehicles globally, and we're talking about being at two or three vehicles. So certainly, as a percentage of our portfolio, uh, if we're going to have EV be 10% of our mix, it's going to have to increase the number of port uh, products in the portfolio. So we think we'll get there, and as the battery technology evolves, we can hopefully get into larger vehicles also. Yeah. Okay, let's set EVs aside for the moment uh, and go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Nissan's coming out with some commercial vans this year, is that right? Correct. Tell uh, us a little bit about those. Yeah, we're actually the first commercial van. Last year we introduced a concept vehicle called the NV2500 at the NTEA show. This year at the NTEA show we're going to unveil and, the production NTEA, version. NTEA, what, National Truck? Uh, Equipment Association, I okay, think it is. Yeah. It's basically kind of the SEMA equivalent on the commercial truck side. And it, we're very excited about it because this is our first opportunity to bring a vehicle designed specifically for the light commercial vehicle market, specifically in the United States, and really trying to target all of the learnings we've had from Titan and also our research on light commercial and address those. Uh, areas of like uh, greater driver comfort, uh, better fuel efficiency, um, and a price point that we think is going to be very exciting to the to the fleets and customers. So for anybody trying to visualize, is, is this more like on a Ford Econoline side or a, a Dodge Sprinter or ex-Dodge Sprinter? Where, where's this van fall? Really to a certain degree in between. We're going to offer both low roof and high roof versions. So the lower version certainly can compete with the Ford Econoline and the high roof version will certainly compete with the Sprinters. So we want to be able to cover kind of this whole spectrum of the light commercial van business. And when you talk about uh, superior fuel economy, how are you going to get that? Uh, it's by offering multiple powertrains. Um, you know, we find from a lot of these fleet operators that you know they're willing to sacrifice a little bit of acceleration to get that extra fuel economy, especially when gas hits three dollars, three fifty a gallon. 
So we think by offering this, this range, whether you need towing or payload capability, or you know, a lot of delivery people are delivering boxes full of a lot of air. Mm -hmm. you know, so you need the volume, but you want, you're not pulling a lot of weight. In that case, a smaller powertrain could be just perfect for them. Diesel's not part of this though, is it? Diesel could be. No you know, kidding. As we go down the road, it could be. It'll all depend on what? To make you say, yep, let's put a diesel in this. Um, a lot of it depends on, on the cost structure. Um, meeting diesels under 8,500 GVW in our country is very challenging. Very expensive. Very expensive on how you treat the after exhaust and so forth. So we want to make sure that it's within the cost range that these customers can see the true benefit for it. Mm -hmm. And so when will we see these, these commercial vans out? Um, we're going to be showing at NTA in March, and then they'll be rolling hidden showrooms by fall. Wow. So that gets Nissan into a whole new segment in the American market. Certainly does, and it certainly opens up some other areas of, of exploration for us. Uh, we recently had a, a, a new small van in Europe called the NV200, which just got awarded uh, actually Truck of the Year in, in Europe. Uh, that's certainly a vehicle I'm looking forward to potentially bringing to the United States. And as we develop the next generation Titan, hopefully we could go into the commercial side of pickup trucks at the same time. Mm -hmm. What else? What else am I missing here that Nissan has new coming this year that you can talk a little bit about? On our Infinity side, um, the big news in the, the spring the is new the, M. the new M, the M37 and the M56. Um, for Dramatic. Us, I mean, these yeah. were cars, look, I, I got to tell you, the M, the current M, especially the M45, is maybe one of my absolute favorite mm -hmm. sedans that are out there. So that takes a lot to be able to top something like that. It, it does. Some of the things we've done, uh, John, is we've widened the vehicles two inches and lowered them a half an inch. So we've given them a slightly sexier, more Nissan, I mean, Infiniti Essence type of design to them. Uh, we've introduced a 3.7 uh, VVEL V6 um, with 330 horsepower. We made it with a seven-speed AT. On the, on the 56 side, we've got a new direct injection gas, 420 horsepower V8. Now the beauty of it is the V6 gets 1826, the V8 gets 1725. Whoa! So very, very good fuel efficiency for that kind of power. Real good. Well, Larry Dominate, thanks so much for stopping by and talking a little bit about what Nissan's got coming this year, especially the talk that we had on the EV Leaf. Great, John. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, John. Appreciate it.